All right. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another fantastic Geek Vibes Live interview. I'm your host, Tia. And if you know one thing about me, you know how big of an American Gods fan I am. And arguably the best character on the show is Queen Bilquis. And I can't even believe that I have the most amazing person right now, Yatiti Badaki. How are you today? Well, first of all, you're just making me blush. Um, <laughs> you've made my day. Um, and, and you know, like we all say, uh, all things considered, yeah. doing pretty good right now. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm in New York and it's actually a little sunny today. We've had a lot of snow, nothing compared to what Texas is dealing with, unfortunately, but um, mm -hmm. at least it's a brighter day today. Um, are you, I believe, in... Um, LA right now? Yeah, I'm in California. I'm out in the desert. Did I just say California? Uh, California. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you moved to the desert. You gain an, an accent. I, who knew? Uh, but yeah, I'm out here and it's, um, yeah, the sun does help. Um, and yeah, the sun's been out today. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, I feel as if um, California always seems as if it's sunny and all that, but I'm sure it has its gloomy days as well. We have our rainy days every once in a while. And because we don't tend to get that much rain, it's like, oh, weather, you know, yeah. <laughs> what, do we do? <laughs> what do we do with that? And so, yeah, but uh, it has been nice and sunny today, which is, which is good. That's awesome. And so we are right now, we just finished um, episode six of American Gods season three. How does it feel to be more than halfway through um, the third season? I mean, I, I think most people realize that we, we shot this quite a while ago. Um, we got done with the season uh, somewhere around this time last year. Oh, wow. So been a lot of a waiting game for us, you know, that have been involved with the project and uh, not, uh, I mean, it's been wonderful to be able to not hold back anymore right. on at least a couple of the episodes. There's still some spoilery things that we have to hold on to and try not to geek out too hard too early uh, yeah. about, but uh, yeah, it's, it's surreal that now all of us are, are caught up together up until over halfway. Yeah. And it's fantastic that we have two additional episodes this season. Um, season one and season two had eight episodes. And I remember when I heard that we were going to have 10 episodes for season three, it was like amazing. Um, <laughs> how has that helped say the story process and all that, as far as like knowing that, there's more episodes to tell this grand tale, pretty much. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> That's a great question because it is a grand tale. And we have so many incredible storylines to delve into while we're following the incredible Ricky Whittle as Shadow Moon and as we're seeing all this, all that's happening with Wednesday and Laura Moon and all of that. And then you get to, with that additional time and look at you know things that uh, Salim is going through, uh, you know, we get to then explore a couple of, you know, new gods um, and we get to explore the incredible Orishas for one. Um, and Cordelia. 
So it's, it is a joy to be able to have that extra space, um, those extra episodes, because there's so much along this, this epic storytelling. Um, and so that gives us some space to go into the different hallways, the different corridors that we don't usually get to go into. Yeah, and it certainly seems as if season three is telling some stories that we hadn't seen previous, such as, you know, when we first saw Bilquis, um, she was just this wonderful, beautiful goddess, but didn't have, say, a whole lot of lines. She was very mysterious. And now we go from season one, that Bilquis, to now season three, and Bilquis is smiling. She's having French fries with Shadow. Um, how does it feel to transform the character like that? Uh, you know, I think the most gratifying thing, the most beautiful thing has been that everyone has come on the journey with Bilquis. It, it doesn't feel like a, you know, it, it wasn't only her story, it was our story, right? Um, and to see people react along the way, like there were a lot of people messaging me around, you know, episode three, episode four, they're going, I'm so worried, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can handle this, this is stressing me out. And then to hear all the messages from all the people after episode five and just, a lot of people telling me they burst out into tears, you know, and they're like, I don't know why I'm crying. Um, but, and I'm going, yeah, no, we're, we're all feeling this catharsis together. Um, and so it's, it's really, uh, for, for me as a performer, it's such an incredible thing to have this unified experience with everyone, um, that everyone has seen the valleys that this character has gone, gone through. Everyone has fully invested in the emotional journey. Um, and then also seeing a character move from being spoken about to being able to speak for herself. Right. Um, and that's that was a huge shift. And, and um, that was, I, I, you know, I think that's something that people really are starting to pay attention to going, wow, look at, look at that journey as well. Yeah. Um, so, Gratifying is the word. There's a lot of gratitude that goes into it. Um, but above all, it's the fact that we've all gotten to go on this journey together. And, and that has been a beautiful thing. That is really fabulous. I will say I was worried too for Bill Quiz. Um, <laughs> Especially like I, for those who are listening or watching who haven't read the book, I certainly don't want to spoil anything, but I have read the book and knowing Bill Quist and seeing Technical Boy sitting there with blood on his hands, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, which, by the way, that scene that you did with Bruce was really great. Um, and I had a question about it. So we've seen Technical Boy try to recruit um, Bill Quist before. Why do you think this time Bill Quist has now kind of decided enough is enough? And she, you know, kind of like imprints, I believe you said in another interview, like empathy pretty much into him. So, you know, why is it now that Bill Quist decides to do that? I mean, it's very much this journey that we've been talking about, um, where there's so much discovery going on. Um, I don't think she walked into that space saying, um, this is what I'm going to do if anyone approaches me. Right. Um, but there were stirrings already occurring when we meet her. Um, there is that 
uh, dissatisfaction with where everything is, with the walls closing in, with all the demands being put on her, with um, the labels being thrown on her, um, and further encasing her in in this in this cage. Um, and he he pushed a little too far, <laughs> a little too, you know, um, and. I think it's going to be even more fascinating to see along the way um, because it's always fascinating to see these two characters together because they appear to be on such far parts of a spectrum. Um, but they have affected each other. Yeah. And uh, the, I, I think that, see, this is where I go. We can't quite do spoilers. We're <laughs> more than halfway through. <laughs> I know, I certainly don't want uh, to spoil anything for anyone, but I, I certainly know what you mean. <laughs> don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of parallels that then occur journey-wise. Um, and I, I, I really enjoy watching those too, because there is this, instead of the past being something that's so against you know, the future, there's an idea of, you know, the past it can affect the present and in that create a further future. Um, but why, to get back to your original question, do you think that that moment, that was, that was the culmination of all the moments before. Mm -hmm. He's done this repeatedly, they've done this repeatedly, all of these characters, all of these um, gods um, have, have been piling on. And there's a moment where she has to say enough is enough. Right. And yes, it even surprises her at that moment. It, it first of all, really like uh, Bill Quiz's journey was fantastic. And that moment also uh, pushed Technical Boy into a fantastic journey as well. Cause I am also a very big fan of Technical Boy. So I was like, oh, this is cool. It kind of like does both of this really nice split moment there. Um, but you know, you have these great interactions with several characters and your interaction with say Mr. World, say didn't go um, that direction as it did with Technical Boy. And even though I love seeing you with Kristen Glover, I was a little sad that we didn't get to see you interact with Miss World. Um, you know, is, is there any chance we may see Bill Quist and Dominique Jackson interact with each other? <laughs> no, no. And, I, and I love that you refer to the goddess herself as, as Dominique Jackson because she is the ultimate goddess. <laughs> um, I, I mean, we're talking about being a fan. I'm such a huge fan of hers, such a huge fan and don't, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil things. Yes. Um, what I can say is that I'm a huge fan of hers and I'm no, I would say maybe no one more than me would absolutely want to share screen time with that goddess. Yeah, it, it was something I was hoping would happen because it, that little moment was so funny where Miss World discovered that it was Bilquis who's responsible for the disappearance of the tech guru and I don't know the words verbatim, but I think Miss World says something along the lines of like, oh, look, it's this, you know, B-I-T-C-H here. Right. And I was like, oh, God, right. I would love to see them together. But yeah, she is, she's definitely a goddess herself. <laughs> One of my favorite, favorite people. I adore, adore Dominique. 
Um, did you ever, uh, even if you say didn't get any screen time together, were you able to at least interact with her, say off screen? I no, I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was there was there not however interact in person yes and you should have seen that moment like we there was a gathering of you know quite a few people and it was um and we just like ran at each other hugs just because i'd been going on forever even in cost everyone's tired of hearing me talk about it costuming wherever i'm going dominique the best she's amazing um and we just ran each other huge hugs um it felt like we'd known each other forever um i mean let's talk about someone that's even more stunning in person which i don't know how that's possible as stunning as she already is uh so yes there has there has been interaction um off of screen and I, I cannot that. will not say or <laughs> whether or not there was on the screen um well speaking about uh you know beautiful strong women supporting each other let's talk about that scene with the orishas because mm -hmm. that is just was such a wonderful scene um me personally not knowing much about the Orishas then kind of went into researching who they are. And I mean, can you just talk to us about that moment where Bilquis just has her spiritual awakening um, with the help of the Orishas? I just love how the cat sat up at that moment. Exactly. <laughs> incredible. Um, yeah, so first of all, the, the Orishas, I have to give a huge shout out to Karen Glaive to Bridget Ogundipe and to, of course, Horizon Guardiola. Um, these were incredible actresses. Uh, so getting to work with them was, uh, I, I, you know, I, I really want to highlight uh, Bridget and um, Karen as well quite a bit because most of us know the incredible Horizon, but Bridget and, and Karen also put in so much beautiful, beautiful work. Uh, for me personally, the Orishas um, was an, a, an idea that was deeply resonant. Um, you, as, of course, know that I'm Nigerian. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yes, we have the Orishas come from that side of the world spread across the diaspora. And so it was also very interesting to be able to do the research into that journey as, it, as they travel through the diaspora and the many, the many things that remained um, over such a long time period. Uh, it speaks to the beauty, the resonance, the strength um, of, of these incredible beings. Getting to then as a woman deal with these ideas of self-love, these ideas of uh, inner strength of, of speaking life into oneself, um, into, in taking space in the world, in cutting off those, those, those ties, those labels, which you saw us play around with in the, with the, the knife dance as well. Um, deeply empowering. I, I mean, the, the, for lack of a better word, it, it, the whole sequence, the whole idea, the whole uh, ideology um, revolves around this empowerment. Um, 
And this is one of those times where as a performer, you feel you, you are given a gift uh, in, in getting to explore this world and these concepts that actually enrich beyond that. And I think that's part of the reason people were messaging, talking about having this catharsis moment of the, these tears, um, that, that feeling of community and that feeling of, you know, I as we, I, I think some people sometimes fear losing the self within it, but it's a, a greater appreciation of the self. And therefore you're able to greater appreciate everything around you and the understanding that the other is not as separate from you as, as you would maybe have initially been led to believe. Um, so getting to play with that whole concept, uh, again, I'll repeat that the word, it was, it was deeply empowering. It felt like it when you're watching it. I think that, um, it was just performed perfectly, edited perfectly, where you could really feel that sort of power. Um, and for me, it was really eye-opening with Billquist because I felt as if Billquist was kind of going through a transformation similar to maybe Matt Sweeney went to, in the sense where we thought he was a leprechaun and then you realize what he actually was. So it's like, oh, we think Billquist is this one thing, but in fact, she is just so much more. Um, so my question yeah. is kind of small, but how old do we think uh, Billquist actually is that I mean, <laughs> is that she's gone through so much? I mean, uh, ancient, <laughs> ancient <laughs> the immediate response, but you know, I, I think you've heard me say this before that I, I feel that if you went to and and uh, looked at the original remains of Lucy, you know, the the first uh, like our. Our, our direct ancestor, the one that we draw our lineage from, you would, I always assume that you would see some kind of depiction or interaction with um, Bill Quiss. And so that's how old, <laughs> I mean, it's ancient, it's time upon time. Um, and so that's why it's so, fascinating that we're looking at this idea of how you can get entrapped in one view right. of the self and uh if with if living within that perhaps lose access to all the other parts that exist of oneself but i also you know i, I love that people are understanding that this is not in any way throwing away a previous part of herself Right. It's just saying that is not the only thing yeah. that I am. There yeah, are many different parts. I liked you did a video where you went through Bilquis's apartment and you mentioned, yeah. you know, this is her time where she was the queen of Sheba and you mentioned other yeah. things. So that's how it felt. Um, and I wanted to ask if you ever kind of thought about at what point did Bilquis's worship become and please forgive me for lack of better words, where she say devoured the people that she was at. like, how, I wonder how that even came to be necessarily. Right. I mean, and, and I always want to make sure people, that people are also, I love that people are doing a lot of research around these concepts and these ideas. Um, but I always like to remind people that we're also coming from a concept uh, from a fiction that 
the incredible Neil Gaiman wrote, you know, and there was a character and there was an idea. And then we get to play off of some um, historical concepts and um, kind of fantasize around it a little bit. But uh, you know, I'm a geek, so research is always going to be a part of my preparation. And one of the things that were given to, was given to me was the book, When God Was a Woman. Okay. And there were some fascinating ideas. I bring fascinating up a, a whole lot this, <laughs> this interview and I'm, I'm just going to state it now, but, but it's because to me, all of this, all of this is so incredibly interesting. Right. Um, but it talked about where there was a period of time where we did see a lot more goddess worship, that it was a lot more of a part of um, society, it even spoke of the time when people didn't understand how conception and birth worked. So if, if you look at, at it from that standpoint, you'd all of a sudden see a woman just create life. Right. All of a sudden, there's life. It had nothing to do at that time in anybody's minds with a connection between the male and the female. It was just this incredible being all of a sudden brings forth life. And there was a period where there was a lot more, um, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? More devotion, more worship, more respect for the feminine. Uh, for the uh, the feminine power, the feminine being. Um, and that's the feminine, again, I'm not, that's not about the gender binary that we tend to like to, to play in now, right? Um, but then there was this shift where there was then a fear of the strength and the power of the feminine energy. Um, and then there was also a need to claim all of a sudden individuals are like, oh no, that has to be my child. And I need to make sure that no one else has access and can have, you know, uh, and then I need this to be my lineage, uh, my lineage. Um, and so there were a lot of things that happened during a time period that, uh, stripped a lot of women of power, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of uh, goddesses, a, a lot of individuals that have formerly had, uh, you know, uh, that had prominence, where mm -hmm. then there were different ways that were found to bring them down, to either insert them into the narrative in a way that puts the, the male energy above it, or to completely cut off that energy altogether. And so there was a period of time where it was systemic, systematic. Um, and done purposefully. So in seeing that research, to me then it followed that, oh, for Bilquis, I could see that happening where there was so much more power around her and all of that. And there was a lot of fear of how much power um, existed within her. And then there was effort to close it in and to box it into something that may have been deemed usable um, and that could also be uh, looked down on when it was necessary for the individual that wanted to use it. I love all <laughs> no, I, I love all the research that you've done. And as you were speaking, I was like, wow, that is such a more like prolific reason that I 
feel like I would have ever come up with. So th thank you for that. Um, and now that we've seen Bilquis like realize all of this and have her spiritual awakening, first of all, I hope there's a lot more French fries out there for her. <laughs> <laughs> but what else can we expect from Bilquis for the rest of the season now that she's uh, now that she's had this? Now that she's had this, you see a Bilquis that is allowed to, to breathe on the screen and you feel uh, this woman that is, is no longer living in the constraints, like the corset is off. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also will see, I can say, you will see her in a way that you have never seen her before. Um, and I think you particularly might find this interesting. I won't say why. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait personally um you know I, I love the scene that we saw where Bilquis just filled up that room with the water and she was coming out of it and I loved Shadow looking at her in awe technical boy running away I mean it was just so phenomenal um and I, I did want to ask you know how was it working with Ricky being able to have like a conversation where it's just this really wonderful kind of normal conversation that you would never expect considering in season two we saw Bilquist you know attempting to seduce Shadow so how was that with Ricky? Oh I mean you've met Ricky Whittle so you know he's always he's I always say he's the world's answer to clean renewable energy. <laughs> <laughs> someone with so much energy so much um just joy and it was getting to see those two characters just I think that's even more important now is the fact that we get to see them at ease not in a space that was rooted in trauma um in a space where they can just interact with each other without the constraints of the ideas of the outside world. Um, and you see them, and, and this is why I refer to it a whole lot as intimate, because you see them be absolutely vulnerable with each other, absolutely open, nothing held back. And um, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better scene partner than Ricky Whittle for, for that. Um, and it was just, you know, getting this. Yes, he did laugh a whole lot that I would never finish a fry, but I had a lot of fries to go through. <laughs> they were delicious. <laughs> so, you know, if we, if we had done it with all the takes, I would have, you know, I've gone through buckets of fries. Um, but he was always giggling about that. But yeah, it was, it, it was, it is one of my favorite sequences because it's just so at ease. And that, um, I don't know that everyone's, well, actually, no, I think a lot of people have, again, keyed into the importance of being able to see that uh, portrayed on the screen. I know I keep referring to the French fries. I only do so because I, it, it's Lent right now. And oh. I just... And I decided to give up potatoes. So, you know, because I ate a lot of French fries and chips. And I was like, oh, this looks so good. But, <laughs> um, you know, I want, while I still have you, I did want to touch upon, you said before that you are a geek. 
Um, mm. And I'm sure that you've seen people fan cast you. I've done it. And I believe you have as well as Storm in the MCU. And because listen, every time I see Bill Quist, especially in season two, when we're behind the stage and you see her eyes lit up and everything, I'm like, that that's Storm. Um, <laughs> um, do you still feel as if that's a character you'd really love to like hone in on? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, sometimes I go, maybe I should give a different answer, but no, I'm, I'm a geek. I love this character so much. I think I've mentioned before, since the time that I moved here and saw, you know, those X-Men cartoons, yeah. and I was just drawn to this incredible being. And then as time went on, this whole idea, you know, her and her claustrophobia, and I think that, you know, that kind of speaks to this idea of this, uh, she really is a giantess of a, of a being. I mean, Omega level, right? Uh, she is in every sense of the word immense and feels like is being constrained by a world that doesn't know how to handle all of that power. And that I find fascinating the more, the more I learn about it. And, you know, one of the things I love about geeks and geeking out and, and um, uh, comic cons and things like that is that yes, a lot in the world we're told to, um, you know, hold it back. Right. Like you really want something, don't really talk about it. You really enjoy something, oh, okay, cool about it. Um, this is why I love geekdom. This is why I'm a geek. I'm going to say that I love something, that I would love to be a part of something. I'm going to share that love um, with people and also geek out with other people when they say, yeah, that would be great. Um, and so I'm just joyful for the whole community that geeks out with me over this. And uh, for sure, um, that is something that um, I think we will always continue to geek out over. Yeah, I, I would love it. I feel like I want to manifest it into the world. Um, but let's just say hypothetically it doesn't happen, which really yeah. honestly would be like such a missed opportunity. But is there yeah. another character in the Marvel or DC world that you would love to play? Oh, well, see, first off, um, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen because that's how much of a geek I am. Right. Um, <laughs> so, but speaking of more worlds, I'm always talking about, well, more and uh, uh, plenty of things to play with. Um, I'm, I've always been a fan of Nubia. And oh. so that, right. Um, so did you just get the notification? We have unlimited minutes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I feel like the technology said, yes, uh, you are speaking to my interests, continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's also an incredible character. Um, and that's, you know, uh, and when it comes to geekdom, I, I'm I do not less of a subscriber to can only like the one thing and the one side. It's I, the more, the better, you know, and the more things to geek out about together, the happier that I am. That's how I feel as well. No Marvel versus DC, like they're all amazing. Let's just all have fun. But um, most fun from all of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so A, I'm manifesting that you play Storm in the future and I'm manifesting that we get another season of American Gods because I would love that. <laughs> um, but 
before I wrap everything up and let you go to enjoy beautiful California right now, um, I know things are difficult with the pandemic, but do you have anything else upcoming that you'd love to promote and for people to tune in for? Okay, um, it's uh, spoiled. Okay, I'm trying to think of the <laughs> and chat about. Oh, uh, speaking of you know the different worlds, um, the Zack Snyder project, the um, uh, uh, Lost Vegas, um, the the sorry. Oh. I'm, Army of the Dead? Army of the Dead, Las Vegas is coming up. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The brain just wasn't working for a moment. Uh, So that should be coming up soon. Very excited about that. Um, And then there are some more things I should be able to chat about soon. Um, But the things right now, recently did an Octavia Butler reading, which was such a joy to be a part of. I'm such a huge fan. Um, and of course, the our audiobooks for The Death of Vivek Aji um, just been on the list for awards. And so, yeah, those are the things I can think of at the moment that I can say in public. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything in the future that you need promoting, I'm here for you. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, Teddy, it has been amazing speaking with you. I really thank you for taking the time and I hope everyone who's listening and watching, make sure you check out American Gods season three. It's on the stars app. It's every Sunday. We have four more episodes and it's just going to be amazing. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So thank you so much to Teddy. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Bye. Mm-hmm.